Welcome to Distracted Driving. And I am joined today not by Rex Williams. Rex is on vacation this week. Uh, instead, I have a collection of, I don't want to say old friends because then it makes you sound old. So long time friends, maybe? You, you could uh, probably call us old. It still fits. No, I wouldn't. I mean, but then I'm going to put myself in that category, too. So uh, Fair point. Fair point. Um, yeah, I have three uh, fellow industrial engineering graduates. We all graduated from Cal Poly Slow together uh, just a couple of years ago. So we have, uh, I almost called you Amanda Kwok because that's just my, that's how my, my brain is, is, uh, is, in fact, we're just going to. We're, we're going to do it. That's how I know her. Unless you tell us we can. <laughs> we have Amanda, we have Eric, we have Rick. They all have nicknames that maybe we'll get to. It depends on what kind of a show we have. Um, welcome, guys. Hey. Gal. Welcome. Thanks Thank for you. having me on, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Eric, you, you, had the, uh, you had the Jameson there. I and, do, yes. Uh, the IPA edition. I've actually had that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. It's aged in the uh, the IPA barrels, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is actually the first time I've I've had it, but I uh, I enjoy it. In fact, I think I probably enjoy it a little bit more than you know your regular run of the mill Jameson. <laughs> not that there's such a thing as bad Jameson in my mind. Well. I, uh, you can't see this if you're listening because it's a podcast, but I have my Cal Poly Martini glass uh, to, to celebrate the occasion here. The four of us were just in San Luis Obispo for a little uh, a reunion. Actually, I think we decided it was the trial run for our, our 19th, or our, our, our trial 20th. run for our 20th reunion. This was the 19th year. So I, I think uh, as practicing goes, we did pretty good. It was it was a lot um, of fun actually. Had a great time. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Rick, I do let me I'm gonna mute you for just a second. Wow, that's yeah, kinda rude. That's a, that's that's a lot of background noise coming from you, buddy. Um huh. I don't know if we can well, fix that now. It's because he's he's, he's 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 joining us from his palatial estate. That's right. <laughs> that's right, next to the babbling brook. Um, so I was trying to think about, all right, what are we going to talk about? Um, because I don't remember any of the things we were talking about in slow. Uh, that's not entirely true, but, um, I think what, what we could do, you know, this is a, uh, a unique opportunity. We have four, four people who all graduated from the same program who went out and did different stuff. Um, so maybe that's a, uh, maybe that's a place to start. The show is about challenging the status quo. I think, um, I know that, that all three of you and, and then myself included, um, have done that in some way, shape or form. Let's, uh, let's just start off. Um, you, you know, where, where are you now and how did you end up there professionally? We'll get to the personal stuff maybe later. 
Can I can I just uh, make a little interjection for those of you Please. that are watching yes. the video? This this is my dog Molly. She's a sweetheart. And then if you look back, that is not a fellow reporter in the newsroom. That is my better half, Megan. <laughs> Hello, Molly and Megan. Yeah, was it was it Rick or Eric that um, that said they feel like they're a reporter during COVID? That was definitely me. In fact, if we wait long enough, you, you remember the video of the CNN guy that had his uh, had his had his uh, kid come in through the walker? That could still happen. My my half naked boys could barge in at any moment. So bonus content for those of you watching video at home. <laughs> I'm muting Rick again. <laughs> Rick, you just, you know, we'll tell you, we'll tell you when you're on, Rick. Don't worry about it. Rick, Rick is giving us a tour of his palatial estate. Yeah, we, we just went through a weight room. Um, it yeah. looks like now we're in either a basement or a garage. Um, <laughs> I don't see Joe Biden there, so it must be a garage. Um, Manders, let's start with you. <laughs> You graduated from Cal Poly. I did. And uh, and then what? Um, I, I actually, almost right after graduation, in, that same year in November, I started working for an engineering consulting firm where I still am. So, and I'm going on 19 years there. Uh, so it's- Well, that, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks with our earlier math. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, can we, can we talk about what you do? Because yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyway. It's my show. <laughs> um, you, you've seen it. So yeah, you, you do some really, uh, fun stuff. Well, at least you used to back when, um, when I was local to you, uh, fun stuff with vehicle simulators. And we were talking the other day about how you had my grandfather in, in the simulator as well. Oh, um, God. testing out various, uh, Various new technology options, looking at the human factors. Yeah. Um, that's really your specialty is, is human factors now, right? Yes, that's, um, that's my main world right now. And so I, I run and develop these driving studies in our simulators. We have a full motion driving simulator as well as a fixed base driving simulator. And we actually run studies over the road as well, which gets kind of crazy. But it's- anything... That sounds- that sounds fun. <laughs> it is um, until you get drivers that you feel like you don't really want to be on the road with them and they're driving and you kind of hope that you make it back safe. And unlike a driving school car, you don't have a brake pedal on your side, do you? No, these are these are generally they're production level vehicles. Um, sometimes we have prototypes, but um, yeah, I mean, you're just at their mercy. Was this an intentional uh, move for you or, or an intentional, um, I guess, path? Or like me, did you just need a job and, and they were hiring yes. 19 years ago? Yes. That one? I, I totally thought I was going into like medical devices and, um, you know, probably something human factors like. And, but yeah, I. I got here and stayed here. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we talked about 
kind of that topic uh, a few episodes ago. I think it was Brian Brooks with you know the career path. Was it was it intentional or um, or not? And in his words, or maybe it was mine, it was more about following opportunity. I'm probably going to ask all three of you when we're done going around the room here um, for what advice you might offer. We'll turn this into an advice column. What advice you might offer to somebody graduating today. So start thinking about that. Um, and maybe we'll talk more about vehicle simulators. But let's go clockwise on my screen down to Mr. Eric Leonard James. Could I actually ask a couple of questions of Amanda before we get, get off of her? Let me check her, with the producers. Uh, <laughs> Hang on. Let me check with the okay. producers. Yeah, no, that'll be fine. I, actually, I, had, I had two questions for you, Amanda. Um, yeah. My first question was, is there, is there a specific type of automobile or brand of automobile that you are simulating? Um, and then my second question was, how is it that you got Sean's grandpa as <laughs> one, of your, uh, one of your test subjects? That's actually an excellent question, too. So we actually um, were considered kind of the third-party independent consultant. And so we have evaluated for most OEMs. And so it's anytime someone has a new in-vehicle system, whether it's safety or infotainment, um, you know, then we'll implement it into our driving simulator and, and help them out to evaluate it, <laughs> to test it out. Oh, and then so as far as Sean's grandpa goes, um, all of our participants, they're, uh, we, ha we actually have a driving or a uh, participant database. And so whenever we find new participants, it's all word of mouth. And so when Sean was local and I called him and I was like, hey, come and be a participant, come drive. And then also, do you know anybody that can come do this, especially if they're old? Er. er. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so now you've got me thinking, I feel like there's an opportunity to do another podcast another distracted driving podcast from the simulator no maybe oh that's that's up to manders i mean probably. that is pretty funny though that's 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 on theme eric i see where you're going with that yes so i i'm i'm i'm, I'm envisioning sorry manders give me just a second i uh, i'm envisioning a, a theme like a, we are like the recurring guests that's what i'm hoping for <laughs> <laughs> from from the the uh simulation or test car actually it's better if it's the test car on the road because then we're truly distracted driving yeah and we do a lot of distracted driver analysis and you know guideline evaluations so it would totally be on it so I, what I remember, first of all, Eric, um, she glossed over kind of the key element and, and the real reason that I and my grandfather got involved is they pay you, it turns <laughs> out, to be a test subject. <laughs> no, that's not true. Light me up, I did please. It, I did it for Amanda. Uh, but the money helped. Um, I mean, it's... It's I remember good. it actually, and it's even gone up since you've come in. Oh, I think it was like fifty dollars twenty years ago. So yeah, I would hope it went up. Well, you usually only had me by the hour. <laughs> okay, well, it's always a minimum <laughs> hundred dollars. <laughs> which which leads me to a funny story. Um, 
what I remember from the first time, I, I don't remember how many times I went into the simulator, a couple probably, but the first time, um, and I have to back up, when I met you, Amanda, we were in that project uh, together. We were in that project group together for the, uh, it was the human factors class actually. And you got a nickname because we were putting our, our project uh, presentation together and we decided somehow, some way, we were going to get some felt. We wanted some felt in the display or whatever we had made. I, I can't remember now what it was. And you were going to get the felt. And I never... And we kept asking you, Amanda, did you get the felt? No. And then eventually we dropped the indefinite article and it was Amanda, get felt. <laughs> and by the end of the uh, the project, we, we never got felt. No. Never got felt. So I remember going into the simulator with you and and making some jokes along that line. And you leaning over to me going, you know, they record everything <laughs> in the car, right? <laughs> yeah. Once we go. It stopped me, but it was, it was good to know. <laughs> we, we, we do have um, video that's, of uh, poopers. Of people. Oh. You know. Am I in any of the blooper videos? No, no, because you, you were. I need to come back. You were quite restrained. Well, I'm semi-local <laughs> again, so. Yeah, when we start up again, you should come down. That is the uh, that's the first time I've heard the origins of that nickname, and now I know if the question is ever get felt, the answer apparently is no. <laughs> no. no, no, we did not get felt. <laughs> all right eric what would you say you do here you know still trying to figure it out i'm uh i'm a little bit uh, i gotta say i'm a little bit kind of uh a wayward wayward goose from the the three of you in that i'm not really in uh an industrial engineering type field um after I uh, after I graduated and and finally finished my senior project, I uh, I applied for a job on Monster.com, you know, a little throwback for you, and uh, got a job as a sales application engineer uh, for York International, which is a heating and air conditioning manufacturing company. And uh, I worked there in that entry level position and uh, got promoted to senior application engineer uh, before actually moving on to a mechanical contractor that installs heating and air conditioning and plumbing and I was uh, I've basically been going back and forth between those two functions for the past <clears throat> years and uh, and yeah we, so it's, it's a little we know it's going to be double digits the cat's out of the bag we, it's going to be double digits I I haven't hit twenty yet. I'm close. Well, you wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. If we're only at our nineteen years since we graduated, you're right. I'm only at only at eighteen uh, in the industry, but uh, you know, still very much a technical field, very much a engineering type field where you're taking complex systems and breaking them down to find solutions. But, you know, certainly I think a little bit different than probably what the three of you uh, have the paths that you have gone down. Um, but it's it's been a lot of fun. I, you know, I've met such in interesting people. 
I know that Sean's a big fan of Mike Rowe. You know, I've worked with so many guys that, that they work out in the field and, and they're such amazing problem solvers. And these are guys that think that they weren't smart enough to go to college or didn't have what it takes, quote unquote, to go to college. And they're, they're, they can do complex, you know, even if it's just fractions, they're doing complex fractions off the top of their head because they need to, because measurements depend on it. And, uh, especially most of my career has been involved in existing buildings and a lot of retrofit work. And you have to, you have to have a lot of problem solving savvy to be able to create a new system or a replacement system and existing building while still complying with all of the requirements of the existing building, but also needing to meet current construction codes and energy codes and mechanical codes and, and, uh, it's just, it's really impressive some of the people I've met along the way, so to speak. You know, actually, Eric, I think one thing we, we have in common is that uh, you talk about retrofit work. I, I enjoy having to make existing systems better. Uh, whether it's, you know, you're talking about HVAC, uh, it could be just a business system. A big portion of my career was spent supporting this airplane behind me. And for those of you not watching, it's the KC-135. It's a very old military refueling aircraft. The newest one was built in 1965. And that program was all about fixing them, taking them apart, fixing them, putting them back together. And I think it's the, it's the addition uh, of those constraints that are introduced that makes it a more fun problem for me at least uh, to solve because you know when you have a brand new building in the case of your example it's like all right well green field right you know, let's just let's just move where that wall's going to go because we haven't built it yet but if you've got the structure already and you're trying to figure out well how do we now upgrade this equipment how do we get it in how do we get it out whatever all the other problems you've got these constraints there it's it's more of a challenging engineering problem to solve Absolutely. And, and I, honestly, it's more fun, you know, cause you, well, it, cause it, it, that's what we do. Yeah. It, it challenges your brain a little more. You know, I've, I've done some new construction work too, and it's, it's not the same. It's doesn't, it doesn't uh, give you quite the challenge as going in and, and upgrading an existing facility. Now you've, uh, you've been doing that, You've had some minor changes, but you've you've been doing that as you said for you know years, and um, it was so was that intentional? Um, like you just you like it so much you wanted to stay, or you just never had another opportunity, or you know what what's your perspective there? You know, it's it's one of those where you you kind of start going down a path, and you create relationships on that path. You gain a knowledge base going down that path. And, and before you know it, you know, the next opportunity is, is within the industry because that's where, you know, people that need people and you, you know, you have a situation where you've, you've worked with them before they, they know and like what you're capable of. And they say, well, why don't you come over and join my team? And then before you know it, here you are 18 years into the business, I've seen more than quite a few people 
uh, I know more than quite a few people, not to toot my own horn, but, uh, and, uh, you know, you, you make those relationships that even if you don't know someone, you know, someone that knows someone that uh, is looking for someone to join their team or add to their team or help their team. And it just, it just kind of naturally progressed that way. Yeah, I, um, well, I, I forgot to ask Amanda the same question. Let's go there first. Uh, same question. You, you've been, uh, you've been there for, you know, just for years and, uh, was that intentional? I don't, or I should say, is that intentional? Um, I mean, it wasn't initially, but it just, you know, there was not a whole lot reason to leave. Um, and I found that I really enjoy what I do. It's it's fun because, you know, the projects turn over pretty quickly. Sometimes it gets really intense where, you know, you have longer days and nights where you're, you know, writing up the reports. But you're on a new project in like maybe four months, sometimes as long as six months or so. But it's it's kind of cool that it turns over pretty quick. Okay, well, that's it for episode 10. And uh, since Rex is uh, still on vacation, I've asked, uh, I've asked Eric to play uh, co-host for just a few more moments and help us close out episode 10. Um, you know, b before we chat any more about that, I, I just, I'm going to apologize right now. So I apologize for the horrible Apology audio. accepted. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate your uh, I appreciate your graciousness. Um, yeah, the sound uh, turned out to be horrible, uh, particularly for me. It's way too hot. I've done my best to to fix it up, but uh, it's going to persist uh, through the rest of our conversation, which was long and interesting. And as tends to be the case, it got more interesting as the conversation progressed. There may have been some cocktails involved, too, that helped that conversation progress. You know, uh, it, it tends to be the natural evolution, uh, but I think you're right. I, I think uh, I think the Jameson and, and the Martini might have uh, contributed. Um, <laughs> I was uh, I was struck, though, by, um, you know, what Amanda was saying there at the end. Uh, her affinity for project-based work, I, I find the same thing to be true for myself, which maybe is why I switch jobs every two to three years, even if I don't switch companies. Uh, it sort of lends itself well. Uh, what we've chosen to do lends itself well to project-based work. I think it, uh, you know, I think when you have that project style, it, it kind of keeps it fresh, keeps keeps the job interesting because no two, no new pro no two projects excuse me are are identical so it's kind of something new every time and as soon as you maybe start getting worn down on one it's time to end that project and move on to the next one that's much that's right. like this episode so uh that's it for episode 10 uh we're going to pick it up next time uh, it, it it gets a little bit more entertaining we'll find out about what rick does and so much more Thanks for listening. Uh, remember, you can check us out at the website, www.distracteddrivingpodcast.com. 
And uh, you can get the podcast wherever they are given away for free on your favorite podcasting platform. I am Sean Genovese. Eric James, thank you for uh, pitching in and pinch hitting for Rex Williams. Absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping Rex is having a lovely time wherever he is vacationing. I'm sure he is. Maybe, maybe if he's there long enough, he'll get to listen to the podcast. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? That's got to be a meta experience for him. It's like I'm outside of my own body looking at looking at myself, but not myself. All right, we'll, uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. <laughs>